and welcome to episode 19 of Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust, a first geek 411 podcast series. I'm the Captain Marvel fan, formerly known as Carrie, and I'm here with my friend Deanna and my sister Corey. How is everyone today? Pretty good. Will you still respond to Carrie if we say that name? I'll think about it. (laughs) Uh, How much did it cost to have your name legally changed like that? <laughs> it doesn't cost anything when you're a uh, when you're super fan like I am. Oh, okay. AKA I threatened the people at the DMV <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I did not actually threaten anyone at the DMV for all of the um the wiretaps that are here in the apartment. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyway. Um, our social media is Facebook, Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust Podcast. Our email is firstgeek411 at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at FTPD underscore podcast. Our personal Twitters are at Sparkle underscore fists for me, the Captain Marvel fan. Uh, <laughs> at Spilled X Water for Corey and at Deanna790 for Deanna. Yeah. Uh, you can also check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, I would like to make a special request that somebody, if you enjoy our podcast, leave us a review because that would make us feel really happy if y'all did that on iTunes or Google. We haven't had any of those yet. So, I mean, even if you just are feeling lazy and want to hit the stars, that's fine. Or if you want to tap something out on the little keyboard for us, that'd be good too. But I think that'd be really great. Let us know what we're doing right and what we can improve on. Yeah, I mean. Nicely. I understand like social media, there's like a response and like back and forth but we'd like like maybe some stars on there i don't know just me just me yeah oh, i mean please do it before we have to start making them up yeah <laughs> you have to take matters into like, our own hands they'll just make the most suspicious usernames possible <laughs> like mm. um. so my dad on my facebook today sent me a thing and it says i can't on the on the bad movies and he's like i can't believe you left off and he sent me this uh, this image of um Captain Kirk going ah, but instead of Khan, it was Tron. Oh, I saw that. It was good, and I laughed. I was like, "Dad, I've never seen Tron," and that's him dropping the ball. To be perfectly honest, because he's the one that's supposed to show us movies as kids. Is he referring to the original Tron being bad, or yes. the sequel they made being? I bad? don't even think he's aware a sequel exists. They're making a roller coaster of Magic Kingdom off that hey. second one. Cool, so, cool. but yeah, I haven't seen either of them. So there you go. Anyway, I've seen both. They're okay. All right, all right. Today <laughs> we're going to be doing things a little differently, guys. Uh, listeners out there, we're going to put our feature film segment at the end of the podcast because this week we'll be discussing Captain Marvel. I want to keep you um, from being spoiled if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, before that, we'll be getting down to business, ranking our top four Disney girl power moments, because Captain Marvel is totally a girl power movie in a very wonderful way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're going to start things off with this Once Upon a Time This Week in Disney History. Um, March 13th, 2015, the live action Cinderella was released. I like that version. I did too. I like there. I mean, there were certainly some things was like uh, that could have been a little better. I thought the I thought the fairy godmother was a little silly, um, but yeah. the movie on the whole was really cute. I liked a lot of the changes they made. Sparkles. So it, the <laughs> best thing about that movie is the most quotable line from it, which is "Have courage and be kind." I love that quote that Mm. quote is the best it is a mantra whatever i like how um agent carter was in that movie right and she says the quote man yeah yeah also it just added more dimension to like the original cinderella which like well i love some personality but not as much as this movie the original movie kind of made cinderella seem a little doormat-ish but yeah I like in this like this version they weren't trying to be ever after you know where she was like I'm doing this for the farm because I love the farm and it's my inheritance blah 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 it's my home she was doing it for other reasons but anyway we're not actually doing a feature film on Cinderella so we should just yeah. move on uh, maybe someday uh, March fourteenth nineteen thirty five Donald Duck made his first appearance in the Mickey Mouse Daily comic strip ah fooey just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Donald. Without love Donald, Donald, we Duck. wouldn't have gotten the oh, what was the uh, Ducktales? The Woo-hoo. like the 
the nineties DuckTales. Hey, the original <laughs> the original DuckTales is good, but the new one is also very good. It's funny. I, I haven't love had a chance it. to see it. So. Oh my gosh, it's really great. It really is. It's very good. I maybe do think, I sorry, do think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, maybe it'll be on the streaming service and I can catch up. Hey. That'd be good. Life is like a hurricane, moving to the next date. <laughs> March 14th, 2010, Princess Tiana was inducted into the Disney Princess Royal Court. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, good job. Our own American just... New Orleans princess. Yes. <laughs> I, love, I love Tiana. That's great. So Wait, wait, hang on. Second American princess, I think? I mean, yeah, because Pocahontas. Yeah, but Uh-oh. I was like, is there any others? I don't think so. No, but she is the first African-American princess into the Disney Princess Royal Court, so yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Alrighty. Uh, our next segment is going to be the Newsies banner. Um, this one, I started out, there was, there. It had this happened, I think, today, this morning. There was a 58-year-old worker at Disney Epcot, George Walter Dwayne Grimes. He fell today, mm-hmm. and he died. Um, and there was no evidence of foul play or anything like that. It was somewhere near the France area of Epcot. And I just wanted to, I know this is kind of sad, but I wanted his name to be out there and I wanted us to just be like, honor him. Thank you for working at Disney and, you know, to your family. I'm so sorry. Our prayers go out to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's just so sad. And Disney hasn't released a statement yet on that, but I wanted to make sure that his name is out there and that it's heard. Yeah, be praying for that family. Yes, exactly. Um, Marvel Studios announced something that I didn't even know was going to happen. Marvel Studios announced Destin Daniel Cretton will direct Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi? I don't know how to pronounce it because I've actually never even heard of this comic book before. But they're making a movie based on this comic book and he's supposed to be a great kung fu master. It's going to be Marvel Studios' first film with an Asian lead. You hear that, Chris Nicolay? If you're listening to this, you like on their this week's first geek episode. Chris, li- Chris literally said, "Where are my Asians at?" Gonna, <laughs> they said it's going to be almost an entirely exclusive Asian cast. Like it's going to be basically Asia, like the answer to Black Panther for Asian people, kind of. I'm gonna find this and send it to him because... Yeah, so I just read that when I was typing in, like, Disney News. So that's pretty cool. First Marvel Studios film with an Asian lead, so it's pretty awesome. Um, I saw something, and it was, Marvel has released over 30 films, or I don't remember what the number was, with all male leads. So I think... I think now the next ones have to all include women as leads. I was like, well, also, let's not, let's not just say women. People of color can also be the leads, you know, to, to counter it out. And I was like, thought that was kind of funny, but also probably not feasible. But, um, yeah, yeah, I still liked that, though, that they I didn't even know. I didn't even know this was a character. I didn't even know that this was a movie that was, they had just announced this. So I was like, hey, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. My highlight of my day yesterday, the if, was it yesterday? Yes. Yeah. It's spring break for me, so I don't remember anything. The official <laughs> Aladdin trailer dropped. And I don't know about you two, but this was a complete 180 on my feelings about this movie. <laughs> I am so excited to see this film now. It looks fun. It looks so much better than the previous trailers made it out to be. Those were teasers, you know, but yeah. Also, Aladdin has like impossibly amazing parkour skills. I'm like, that you oh can't God. even do that in Assassin's Creed. What's happening here? <laughs> I am in love with Mina Masood now. <laughs> I thought he was cute before, but now I just love him. Um. So yeah. All right. Yeah. I was like the the part where they start. And the, the trailer was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty fun. This is looking real good. But the part in the trailer when he's like, do you trust me? And then <gasps> they get on the carpet and they have the whole singing. And it's like, shay, bam, bam, scene change, scene change. And all of this like hype up. I was like, oh, this is too good. I can't handle it. So I'm it very definitely excited. looks, I think they people have said that they're trying to go for like a Bollywood vibe. And this trailer makes it look like 
they're kind of achieving that a little bit. I can see a lot of Bollywood inspiration, I think, maybe in the costumes, especially for Jasmine. Yeah, mostly like the production design, like things that I saw just like of the um, of Agrabah and like things that are happening in the marketplace. I'm like, does this kind of feel like like a Bollywood type hmm. setting? Uh, okay, I'm going to be the Uh-oh. buzzkill here. Here we go. Yeah. I wasn't excited about it. <gasps> um, okay. I watched it. It's okay. I don't hate it. But the thing for me, okay, the costumes are amazing. I love those. Everything about the costumes is perfect. But it <laughs> it still looks like a cartoon in a lot of ways. Hmm. And if you want it to look like a cartoon, we have an animated movie. <laughs> I I think that what they need to do is make sure that Will Smith is blue as little as possible. Yeah. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons why maybe I started to get more excited is because they dropped the CGI off of him for a lot of the trailer. And also you can tell his personality is a little bit different. Um, like the part where he's like, I'm in charge. I am. And he like waves his fingers and Aladdin just starts being pushed back. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, I feel like it's going to have a different personality, which I didn't, we didn't know before. And it's going to be more of a take on Will Smith's persona and his brand of humor, which is good. That's what they need yeah. to do. And they need to make him blue as little as possible. Yeah. I, I like that he's not blue all the time. I do like that. Um, I just like when I was watching the, the parkour scene, it looked like a cartoon to me, and I just, it didn't, it didn't. You can't get that cool parkour animation in a cartoon. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Not but, a, um, I will I say, say this as a huge fan of Assassin's Creed. I don't even think the jumps in Assassin's Creed were as smooth and cool looking, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think I predicted that, like, whenever genie was gonna be in human form like they'll probably drop the blue because that'd be too strange and he wouldn't actually look human because like in the movie in the animated film he's like in human form but he's still blue i'm like he's still gotta stand out like (laughs) like if he can turn into actual like humans why well i mean he wasn't always blue yeah i mean for the majority he was yeah yeah. like yeah Sometimes um, Corey's gonna be the buzzkill. Th- unless she sees it and likes it, I guess we'll just have to wait. It's hard Sorry. to judge by trailers. We don't, but yeah, I'm kind of somewhere in between you two. Like I'm excited, but I'm also like, I don't know. I cracked up at the part where he's like, "Make me a prince. Leave a lot of room for interpretation." It's like I could just make you a prince. It's like, hey, y'all see my castle? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Yeah, that um, was pretty funny. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be good. Um, That's my take. I'm now super hyped. I hope it's good. I just, I was not excited by the trailer. Boo. Except for costume design because, oh my goodness. Yes. Those are beautiful. They are beautiful. Nothing is wrong with- Which is funny because a lot of cosplayers I follow hate the costume design. Why? They just don't like it. Um, But that's, you know- but it's sparkles. personal taste. Sparkles, indeed. Nothing <laughs> nothing is wrong with those costumes, and nothing is wrong with, like, the setting. Like, the landscape shots mm-hmm. and all that. That's beautiful. It mm-hmm. is beautiful. I suppose we'll just have to see. I'm super excited. So. Yep. <clears throat> all right. It's time. This feels so strange to do this so early in the show. <laughs> yeah. We gotta get it out of the way. <laughs> we... Let's get down to business and rank our top four Disney girl power moments. Uh, and I am the host, so I go first. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. All right, let me pull out my notes. Okay. This one was so hard. <laughs> you I picked have, it. I, I know. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be because there's one that, like, I, it's it's my... Little baby me, like, this would have been, like, at the top of the list, like, when I was a kid, this moment. But now it's my alternate, because, like, I'm older and other movies have come out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna mention my, my alternate at the very end, um, because it, it affected baby me so much. But anyway, <laughs> my number four is from the film Hercules, <laughs> when Megara says, I'm a damsel, I'm in distress. I can handle this. Have a nice day. 
And that moment is so groundbreaking for Disney. Not only is she sassy and says she's a damsel but can handle it, this is the first time that I can think of where the love interest outright rejects the the lead at the start. Aladdin. No, at the start she thought he was cute. Yeah, but like when he comes back and he's Doesn't like... Doesn't matter. I said from the start. The only one I could think of is Beauty and the Beast, but that's a little different. <laughs> that one, if she just was like, oh yeah, I'm into him, well, pff, movie over. Um, um, but Snow White, you could argue rejection. <laughs> didn't reject him. They had a whole love song with birds twining together. And she she, got she, was, a, she was afraid of him yeah. and then was like, oh, he cute. This is, she meets him and she's like, ugh, men. Okay, he's got this whole farm boy routine that I'm not buying for one second. Like, it's completely, she turns him down from the get-go. And I think that that is completely different than we've seen in any Disney film. And even in the end, Megara, the damsel, is only dying slash in distress to be saved because she saved his life. So... Megara was, 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 is number, like right there, that moment, the damsel in distress line is such a great iconic line. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, my number three is from the movie Moana. When she figures out that the heart of Tafiti, like that Tafiti is, you know, the person that they've been fighting this whole time and the music starts and she's like, I've crossed the horizon to find you. And like her hair is blowing and all that. That moment is just like, it brings such chills. Like, and there's such power and such grace in every moment of that part. So that's my number three, um, where she uh, brings the heart to, um, to Tafiti. Love that so much. Uh, two, it's Esmeralda from Hunchback of Notre Dame whenever they're mocking Quasimodo and she cuts him free and she goes, Justice! Oh, um, yeah. That's such a great moment because she's fighting like the authority figure who's like this and she's in, she's not backing down and she's not. It's just, it's such a strong, wonderful moment. Um. And she's such a wonderful, strong character. And the entire arc of her story is about how women are treated by people in positions of power and sexualized and stuff like that. And I, Esmeralda is just a great girl power character. The other second part with her that could be counted is the part where she spits in Frollo's face. And he's like, if you're mine, then I won't kill you. And she's like, <laughs> spits. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, but the justice scene won out with that one for me. Like that moment is just so good. And it's not just like, girl, I'm a strong, powerful girl. It's she's kind and refusing to back down and brave. So I love that. Um, and then my number one is the entire film of Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> I was making this list. I was talking about my roommate. She goes, so your number one is just the whole film of Mulan, right? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, totally. It's just the whole film of Mulan. Um, but I will specify three scenes from the film Mulan. If we if we didn't specify, my entire list would just be Mulan moments. So that's why I narrowed it down. Um, the part where she climbs the pole to fetch the arrow. Mm-hmm. Is during uh, I'll make a man view, like, and the sun is coming up. And, she's so, and she gets like, oh, it's such a good scene. Um... Another one is when she grabs the cannon and runs and fires it off and it misses, quote, quote, Sean Yu. And then he looks up, sees that the mountain is collapsing because of the avalanche and it's turned out she got that smirk on her face like, ha, I beat you. Like, I love it. That moment is so great because she's like, she just outsmarted everybody there on the field. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, and the last one is on top of the Emperor's Palace, whenever Shan Yu is like, are you all out of ideas? And he like stabs it and she lifts up the fan and twists it and takes his sword from him. And she's like, not quite. I'm like, ah, so good. Yes. So yes, my number one is the entirety of Mulan, but those three specifically are just the best scenes. <laughs> There's my list. All right. Who goes next? Because we're out of order right now. Yeah, uh, we're in like a weird place. Corey did, was the host last time. So Corey will go last this time yeah. okay same rules but yeah okay cory so wanted to Corey be last will be the cory will be the tiebreaker but i don't the think decider. it's actually only one tie I so far, not so far so anyway uh where's it i was writing yours down so okay uh my number four is gonna be 
Beauty and the Beast, where Belle tells off Beast to watch his temper. Like, he's like literally a monster screaming in her face. And she's like, we should watch your temper. <laughs> like, yeah, I would not girl. have the guts to do that. I'd just be like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. Like, just like, whoof. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I'm like, get it. <laughs> you get tell it, him. girl. You tell get him. Um, yeah, so that one, I love that moment. Um, then my number three is from Emperor's New Groove. Where Chicha, Pacha's wife, is defending her home with the kids. And she's like, <laughs> have, you, have you tried jiggling the handle? <laughs> there is no handle. She goes, really? And she's holding it. Like, I think it's, it's a comical girl power moment, but she's so clever with this. I was like, I love her so much. How, like, she's just being ridiculous. And she's got her kids roped in and they're literally defending their home from the villains. And she's like... My, I love her so much. And she's other, pregnant, too. <laughs> my other favorite part is whenever she finds out that whenever the, she's like, oh, the emperor didn't see me. She's like, how could I just, I need, I need, I need to watch something. And like, walks off. I'm just like, oh, my God, that is amazing. Yeah. So I just thought of that. I was like, um, and also, like, when Cusco shows up, she does the whole frying pan, like Rapunzel. Like, she smacks him all of a sudden. So <laughs> yes. I'm just like, she, she's got some girl power moments, too, whilst having um, kids and being pregnant. While so. being pregnant, yes. I love I'm it. like, <laughs> woman's got to defend her, her family. Um, my number two, um, just because it was one of those, like, everyone in the theater, like, cheered all like all at the same time kind of moment is in Frozen where Anna punches Hans. Ah, I thought about because that one. Everybody freaked out at that because it's just like wow. It was just like good timing and stuff. So where she punches him off the boat, it's just like Yeah, you get him for lying to you. Get him, girl. Oh, Kita, stop. <laughs> and then my number one is Mulan. Yeah, specifically, I wrote down the one of the scenes you mentioned where she like basically defeats Sean Yu with Mm -hmm. a fan. Yes, like not quite. Yeah, not quite. Yeah, so I just love that because it's like all the things she's done up until then have like built up to that point. Just like listen, (laughs) I know what I'm doing. Don't you tell me that like. I just I can't love beat you. I love in that movie how it's the tools of the trade of being feminine that get them in the palace. Oh, yeah. like that the scarves are what get them up the pole. Her idea that they dress up as women and have the femininity and stuff like that to sneak in past the guards, and the fan is what takes his sword. Like I just, ugh, yes. so ah, so good. <laughs> yeah. So those are my four. All right. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, here we go. <laughs> like, we don't have any matches on my list. We've got maybe some. Okay, mm. so <clears throat> num number four, Pocahontas throwing herself on top of John Smith, stopping the death stick. The death stick. <laughs> stick of death. I don't know. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um. I was saying I don't know what to call it, but uh, yeah, so that was amazing. I love that, just the drama of that moment. There wasn't like any sass or anything. It was by no means funny, but it was definitely a really powerful moment and you could just feel the intensity and how serious it was and what a big deal it was for her to do that. It would be very easy for her to stand back. And let it happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's a great moment. So I really like that one. Thought it was powerful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's my number four. The buildup of the music to that point just gets you like, ah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah um, so that's number four. Moving on to number three. My number three um, is the scene in Frozen where Kristoff is going to go confront Hans. Anna stops him, she holds him back, won't let him go confront Haas, and punches Hans in the face. Yes. <laughs> yeah, buddy. It's just a beautiful moment. I so mean, good. It's like, the, you know, it's like, no, 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 don't fight him, honey. I got this. It's kind of like, this is my fight, too. It's like, And you know the best part? He lets her. 
he's, he's like, like, all right, all right, you got this. Like, That's my Anna. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my number two is from Atlantis, and it is when Helga uh, has been thrown from the uh, hot <laughs> air balloon by uh, by Rourke. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she's dying on the ground after having been betrayed by her partner, and she shoots his umbrella. D- umbrella? Excuse me. Air balloon. <laughs> I'm having a moment. I'm having a stroke. Sorry, guys. Oh. She shoots his hot air balloon down with a flare gun, just with oh, her dying breath. And the, the line. line, it's wonderful. The same line, of course, he said when he threw her from the hot air balloon. Nothing personal. Yeah. Oh, God. But you know, it's 100% personal. (laughs) Absolutely. It it was a wonderful moment. It's intense. You're just like, it's, yeah, sure, she's dying and everything. So it's not like, it's still not funny, but it's just like, oh, yeah, you get him. (laughs) And she was evil, too. So it's kind of like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. But but still a great moment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that part. Um, Yeah, the umbrella is my favorite part in Atlantis. (laughs) Umbrella. I don't know, man. It's it's just what came to my mind when I was trying to say hot air balloon. (laughs) I don't know. I uh, having a moment. So, my number one has not been said yet quite. Oh Oh no! How did Mulan not end up on her list? My favorite, my top girl power moment is no, I did the scene in Mulan yeah! where <laughs> where she uh, basically has confronted uh, Sean Yu, Sean Yu, and is unarmed. He's got a sword. He's about to probably she kill is- her and definitely kill Shang. She is not unarmed. She has a shoe. She takes off. She, she doesn't have anything that could be defined as an arm, but <laughs> she throws a shoe at him and tries to distract him and draws the attention to herself. It was a really good moment. Yes, Such the rest of it is good, but that is my favorite part. I love the fan. That's great. But no, I did is probably the best for me. What I love is that is an extension of the, one of the scenes I mentioned where she's got that smirk on his face. He's like, ah, and yeah. like, sli- like slices her down. If that moment hadn't happened, we never would have had like his complete like obsession with, okay, I'm going to drop the general and chase you now. Like, yeah. But yeah, she is so good. trying to lure this guy with a sword to come after her instead. And three times her size. <laughs> Best thing, yeah, I know. And the best thing she's got is a shoe that like bounces <laughs> off of him. So it was good. I love it. It was a real love good it. moment. Mm-hmm. It is such a good moment. The whole so movie. We have our two and three spot that we need to narrow down. What were all of our okay. All of our number ones were Mulan, because as it should be I mean it's obvious. Who what was you guys' number two? Uh, my number two was Esmeralda with the Justice. Okay, and Corey's was Helga. Okay, I just because really... of position, I think it should be those in some order, just because. Okay. Top of the list, just to make it easy. I really, really liked the Justice. Didn't think about justice. that, but it's good. <laughs> I like it a lot. I also really like that too. She's really. Like a girl power icon. I, I thought about her, but I, in I in my you know cursory uh, recollection of Hunchback, I couldn't think of a like a moment. Yeah, and so that's a I, good I, one. Is that what you were talking about earlier? How you wanted to pick somebody, but they didn't have a moment. You didn't pick them. Yes. Is that her? Okay, yeah, the whole, but I love that scene where she walks up and she just has, like, this angelic look on her face, and she goes over and she cleans him up, and then she turns around and just becomes a social justice warrior, like, that's mm-hmm. so good. Um, so good. And she's, like, shouting that at the person who's supposed to be in charge of justice, like. Yeah. yeah <laughs> a judge! Like, I love it. It's, it's good. I love it so much. So do we want to put Helga as our fourth one? I'm fine with that. You got it. I will tell you, I did think of Anna and the punching thing. That made it somewhere on my list. My alternate that I wanted to mention because it affected little me so much 
is Nala continuously pinning Simba in Lion King. <laughs> I thought about As that. As a kid, I love that, where she's like, ha, pinge again. Oh my gosh, like, a girl beating a boy in, like, a fight thing, whatever, in, like, what was that, 1993? Like, five, wasn't it? Four or five? Not four, definitely wasn't five. All right. All right. I think it's 1993. But that's a big deal to me. Like, I was so young and impressionable. And that that was unheard of for me. And I loved it so much. Um, it was 1994. Yeah, yeah. I, I remembered seeing it in theaters. I was like, I don't think I would have if I, it was it three. It wasn't five. I knew that. Five was too late. Okay. Four's good. <laughs> um, I actually had an alternate, too. Uh-huh. Just to kind of throw it out there. My alternate was Merida's, I'll be shooting for my own hand. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I liked it. That's a good one. Yeah, it was fun. But what is our official list, Deanna? Our official list is number four in Atlantis. Atlantis, where Helga takes down the hot air balloon and says, nothing personal. <laughs> um, the umbrella. Hun- you mean umbrella. The umbrella, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three is from Hunchback of Notre Dame, where Esmeralda cuts the ropes on Quasimodo and screams justice. And if Frozen, where Anna punches Han off the ship. And Mulan, all of the moments mentioned, because so many great girl power moments um, throughout the entire movie. So that is our list. And right. do you want me to go ahead and say what we're going to do next week before we get yeah, into the spoilery? Yeah, tell us what we're going to do next week. So next week's going to be super chill. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to, and it's a short movie, but I'm I don't afraid. think either of you have seen it, and it's on Amazon Prime. The Reluctant Dragon. We haven't. I haven't <laughs> seen it. It's so cute. It's one of those, um, like, there's some of it's animated, some of it's live action, but you actually go to Disney Animation Studios in it. Walt Disney is actually in it. Hmm. Um, and so because of that, um, it shows like the early eight, like 40s, like pre-war Disney stuff. Um, hmm. Because this came out, I think, in like 41 or two, like before the wars, like the war really started. But um, and so it kind of walks through um Disney Animation Studios back then when it was new. So and I'll have some fun facts for that. But cool for the, because Walt Disney's in it, I figured we would rank our top four favorite Walt Disney era films. And so that's everything leading up to, I think they Jungle consider Book. Jungle Book, yeah, to be the Jungle last one. last one. So everything prior to Jungle Book, what are your favorite movies? All right. Yeah. Okay, so that's a good list. So it's kind of a Walt-themed thing, and I just wanted to watch The Reluctant Dragon. <laughs> okay. Um, we are going to continue on after this, but I want to just throw our contact info out there again. Our social media is Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust Podcast. Our email is firstgeek411 at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at FTPD underscore podcast. Our personal Twitters are at Sparkle underscore Fists, at Spilled X Water, or at DNS790. Um, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Leave us a review if you feel so inclined. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, um, at this point in the episode, if you have not seen Captain Marvel, do not listen to it until you have and then come back. Because we're going to be talking about all of the spoilers from Captain Marvel. Don't listen to this next part. Unless you have seen Captain Marvel. Or you don't care about having it spoiled. And if you don't care about having it spoiled, how dare you? <laughs> Get off the podcast. Go watch it. Because you should care. Yes. <laughs> That's my opinion. Well, um, All right. consider yourself This is our final warned. warning. Final yes. warning. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, Deanna asked me something today. She asked me to... Uh, talk about why i love carol so much or at least where it originated from just a brief summary so people get i'm not it. gonna go too much into it because i don't want to really tell you and reveal exactly how much of a nerd i am like i understand that i'm running a, a disney podcast but it, mm. it would still be way too much nerd for all y'all to handle um i found out about carol i guess when i was a kid i was really into x-men comics um and i Loved X-Men comics, and I kind of saw stuff about her on and off because of Rogue. There is a time in Marvel's history where Rogue 
absorbed some of Carol's powers, her bulletproofness, her flight, her super strength, and Rogue had those permanently, and that put Carol into a coma. That coma really didn't last a long time. She was saved by Professor X, et cetera, et cetera. A history of that happens. I only really knew Carol in the realm of Rogue because I was super into X-Men. I wasn't really into the Avengers. When I was 18, uh, I, due to reasons I will not divulge, uh, was researching Rogue uh, and her history. And I guess I just clicked on some links about Carol because I wanted to know more about that. And I just started reading and reading and reading all of her Wikipedia pages. And I became obsessed. And I started reading her comics and I just completely fell in love. And this was back when Carol was still going by the name Ms. Marvel. Um, but she's gone by multiple names. She went by Ms. Marvel. She's gone by Binary. She's gone by Warbird. And then back to Ms. Marvel again. Uh, and then now Captain Marvel. That happened in 2012. So I fell in love with her when I was like 18 years old. And um, whenever she, in 2012, they made the announcement or whatever, like 2011, they made the announcement they're going to be shifting her to being Captain Marvel. I was so scared because I was like, they're going to ruin her, these new fans, it's going to suck, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And I didn't even realize that, yes, there's people who don't know Carol's full backstory and all of the intricacies of um, what a wonderful, interesting, and just deep character she was before she was Captain Marvel. But if she had never become a Captain Marvel in the comics, there would be no Captain Marvel movie right now. Like, mm -hmm. there was no way she'd have the same level of popularity. Because what I found out you know, from when I researched her, she was always like a C-list hero. People really didn't know much about her. Um, not to say that she wasn't important because she played big, important roles in certain arcs, but she wasn't one that people knew about other than the fact that she had a kind of sexy costume. Um, so yeah, that's that's my love for Carol. It's been going on almost 10 years now. And one of your first cosplays was Captain Marvel. Yes. Uh, my first cosplay was Han Solo, and I made that... Um, from stuff I threw together from Goodwill and Sewn. And then my very first, like, with a wig and all this stuff was Captain Marvel. And Corey actually um, was there for that one, too. It was at a very small con, which is actually no longer in existence. Um, for valid reasons. For valid reasons. Uh, but she was Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, the Kamala Khan version. Because um, not only do I love Carol, as soon as they announced that someone was going to take over the name Ms. Marvel after her, someone who was a super fan of Carol, um, I loved her too. And I have tons of Kamala Khan comics and absolutely adore her. And she's confirmed for the MCU. So people, if you like Captain Marvel, please watch Ms. Marvel. Read her comics. They're so good. She's basically a Pakistani female Spider-Man. <laughs> like... She's amazing. I mean, she's it's so accurate. funny. It's accurate. She's so dorky. Like, she's, like, fully admits, like, in her own, like, what's the word? Inner monologue that she writes Avengers fan fiction. And it's so funny. Uh, she's great. She's a wonderful hero. Go, like, Marvel's having a whole sale on her comics right now. Please buy them, read them. Kamala Khan is amazing. Yes. Uh, she's probably the only person who loves Carol Danvers more than I do. <laughs> And it's a close. It's yeah. a close race. <laughs> and with that, let's get into what we're going to talk about. Just We just gave you right. guys the backstory because I know we've said, like, like whenever we mentioned Captain Marvel, Carrie, like, flips out and, like, oh, we, and we are, like, Carrie and the Captain Marvel stuff. So we wanted to give a backstory on this as to why, like, she's hosting this episode and we're out of order. So. Yes. Uh, I have, I own so many Carol Danvers comics signed by Kelly Sue DeConnick. One of them is signed by Chris Claremont. No, I'm going to get Chris Claremont's signature on one. And at Comic Palooza, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell you all this. The guy who didn't invent Carol because Carol was a character before she became a superhero. The guy who made her Ms. Marvel is going to be at Comic Palooza. So he's going to be signing my comics. Um, I'm super excited. So yeah, there you go. Um, Captain Marvel. Um, y'all have just seen it recently, so I'm not going to bother giving a whole synopsis on it because it's not like, you've just seen it! Um... <laughs> Yeah. I, I I cosplayed, full cosplay to go to this film. I was super excited. That that was the dream for years was yes, to do we'll that. We'll put pics in the notes so you guys yes. can see. Um, Any cosplays we mention are just going to be in the notes. <laughs> Might as well. I liked, I liked it. 
I've only seen it once. I plan on seeing it again. Uh, and I need to see it again, I think, to fully uh, appreciate the film. Because this happens with me whenever I'm just like sitting there and really absorbing a movie. Like this happened with The Last Jedi and a couple others. Where I saw it the first time, I was like, huh, I need to think about that. And when I saw it a second time, I knew what to expect. So I got to absorb all the little details more. I was like, yeah, yeah I love it. So I think that's how it's going to go down with this movie. It's kind this of movie, like, I liked it. It's I like did. the first viewing is kind of like a blur. And you get like yes, an overview and then so, you go nitpick That's exactly it. it. It is a blur to me right now. Like, I can't remember a lot of like a lot of things about it. Like, but the overarching feeling about it is it was a good, solid movie. I liked it. Um, and I want to preface that. I really liked it. When I see it again, I'll probably come out of there running around screaming that I loved it. Because I'm about to start nitpicking the heck out of this movie. Um, I liked it a lot and will probably love it pending seeing it a second time so I can fully absorb it again. Mm-hmm. Um, how I feel about this movie is little Carol Danvers fan that I am wanted the next Iron Man, wanted the next Black Panther. And what I got was Thor. Uh, which, the first Thor? Yeah. First Thor. Okay. Thor's fine. Thor's a decent, solid film. I saw it three times in theaters when it first came out. Um, but there, it definitely had faults. I feel that this movie also definitely had faults. And I think Marvel, because of the people that they hired to write and direct, they're indie filmmakers. They didn't do a bad job, but the film was done differently. There were certain things that were very strange about it. Like how you didn't know half the people's names for the majority of the film. Hmm. And I think that they were trying to hide who Yon Rog was because had they announced who Yon Rog was, everybody would have said, oh, well, we know who this is. He's the villain. You know, <laughs> they were trying to hide it. Um, yeah. But the thing is, I called that like two months ago due to Marvel releasing toys, but I'm not going to go into that. Um, it's always the issue with toys. It's always like, the issue. Oh. I was like, why isn't there a Captain, why isn't there a Captain Mar- a Marvel toy? Why is there only a Yon Rog one with a helmet covering in the... Cr- Oh, the guy they want us to think is Marvel is Yon Rog. Like that's exactly what happened, and Corey was there for. I was like, "Oh, dang it, I got spoiled." <laughs> uh, but I didn't go around telling people because I didn't want that to happen to them. But it, I thought it was strange how they didn't tell us people's names for most of the movie. Okay, here I think here's where I kind of want to learn more is okay with what they did for their storyline for Carol and the movie. Oh, it's, movie. it's completely 100% where, different than anything. Where do, so it's completely 100% different, but where... So different. Where does it cross a little bit? Okay, like, where um, are the things that are like, okay, they got that from the comics, and then what are the plot points that they're like, okay, we made this up for our own Carol? So much of it is made up for their own Carol, but Carol Danvers did get her powers in a Kree technology explosion during a fight between Marvel and Yon Rog. Okay. Um, Marvel was Dr. Walter Lawson, a man who dated Carol for a little while, actually. Um, I'm fine with them not making it Walter because then it'd be very confusing. And then the whole, I like that the movie lacked a love interest. So I'm too. fine with that too. Um, I didn't mind making it a mentor character. So it being Wendy Lawson, I was fine with. Um, so that is the crossover. Um, Carol did not spend any time on Hala. Um, she always knew yon was evil. Maria is nowhere in her comics. Monica, as far as I know, is only in any Captain Marvel comics. Only after she became Captain Marvel, when she shows up and she's like, hey, you stole my name and didn't call me. And she's like, you haven't been Captain Marvel for years. And they have a whole adventure, the two of them, like, together. Like, they're friends. Like, she wasn't angry. Uh, oh, for all the people out there, Monica Rambeau was Captain Marvel for, like, she hasn't been since, like, 1996 or something like that. Um, but for a while, she was she was introduced as being the next Captain Marvel and gave up the name to Marvel's son. Uh, Marvel's son stopped being Captain Marvel. Marvel's daughter was Captain Marvel for a while, and then she died, and then no one had the name for a while, and then Carol took it. Um, so I like that they're using this to incorporate Monica into the MCU so that Monica can be in a movie later. Mm-hmm. And have her own film. That'd be great. I love the idea of them bringing in more female heroes through Carol, like Kamala Khan is somehow going to be tied in, I'm sure. Um, But yeah, very little of it is like the comics. What are some Um, direct changes that you notice? Like, for instance, 
the cat's name? Like, what are some of those oh, things okay. that are like, like they exist, but they're called something different? In the okay, game? yeah. Uh, Goose is named Chewy. Chewy is a girl. I can't remember if Goose was a boy or a girl. Um, Chewy is a flurkin. Um, as we discovered, like, ten years after the character was first introduced, actually, Chewy was just a cat for ten years living with Carol on Earth. Uh, and then we find out that it's a flurkin. Mm-hmm. Um, flurkins were depicted very well. I'm Knowing what I know about flurkins, I'm excited to see what happens with Goose and Nick Fury. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not going to spoil that, but wow. Um, it's going to be hysterical if they follow through on that. Uh, Nick Fury better be a, a big cat person, is all I'm going to say. Um, what about uh, her call sign? Oh, her call sign is Cheeseburger in the comics. Uh, because of the whole tradition that whenever you're in a flight simulator and you, whatever you you vomit is what your code name is. That was like a story in her 2006 thing. And she had had a cheeseburger for lunch and uh, the fight simulator. Um, I actually don't mind it being Avenger. Um, I think that's cool. Um, and I, Kita, you need to stop. Um, I think that's just going to make all the little dude bros who are, being mean to Captain Marvel so angry and I'm like, yeah! The Avengers angry. are named after her. Yes. Get angry! Get angry! That's all I can say. Um, and, fun fact, Maria Rambo's call sign Photon is one of the names that Monica went by as a superhero. After she was Captain Marvel, she started going with Photon. That's cool. So, mm-hmm, so that's a direct connection. So, Monica might end up going by Photon in the movies because of her mother's call sign. Oh. So I think that's really cool. They might go by Spectrum, which is what it was currently. Um, but Photon's pretty cool. Also, um, I watched a, a, a few Brie Larson interviews just because I was mm-hmm. like, I want to get to know this like actor. But um, she mentioned that in, I think it was one of the Jimmy Kimmel interviews, that whenever she like they took her up in a dog fight, like a, simula- a dog fight simulation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like she puked and stuff. But then... <laughs> Also, they named, they um, said, they gave her an honorary call sign of Sparrow. <laughs> and apparently each letter means something. And like Jimmy tried to guess what each she letter meant. And he was like, she puked something, something, something. But that's not what any of the words stand for. But apparently it's these um, Air Force ladies gave her a call that's sign cool. of Sparrow. That means something. It. It's in secret. And only the people like close to that's her know what it means. Interesting. Yeah. Something that did disappoint me at the movie was how Carol didn't really seem to connect to Goose, since we're talking about Goose. Because Chewie is her cat. She loves Chewie. Chewie, they are so cuddly, and she talks. She She's a total cat owner. She talks to the cat. She cuddles the cat. And this, she didn't. Nick Fury liked Goose more than her. And the thing about that I can take away is Goose was not actually her cat. Goose was Lawson's cat. Mm-hmm. Goose was Marvel's cat. I think so, Brie Larson's allergic to cats. Brie Larson, that's what I was going to say. Brie Larson is allergic to cats. So that's another reason why there probably wasn't a lot of cuddling and loving going on because she's apparently very allergic to cats. Yeah. They ha- and that's why Goose was so CGI'd in moments was because if it interacted with Brie, it had to be oh, CGI because no. she's allergic to cats. I was like, there's a lot of CGI on this cat. I didn't know why. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the film was a little... It needed to stop and take a breath in certain times because the character, you kind of get a basic overview of who she is, but you don't know a lot about her. And I mean, that's fair because even she didn't remember things about herself. But I think that if they had taken a breath and shown more of her remembering things from her past, they could have tied it into the overarching plot more because Carol grew up with a sexist father, one that loved her, but he was very old fashioned. And so much to the point that when he only had enough money to send one of his kids to college, he chose his son mm-hmm. instead of Carol. That's why she ended up joining the Air Force is because they would pay for her to go to college. And she was a valedictorian of her class. Like, there was no reason she shouldn't go to college other than the fact that they just didn't have the money and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think had they done things like whatever, they showed her dad be like, you don't need to be out here, Carol, blah. Had they continued to show things with her dad, and tied it to Jan Rog, who had a weird, strangely paternal vibe to him. They mm-hmm. could have shown that, but they also could have been, like, shown parts that her dad loved her. So what he's doing, like, what Jan Rog is doing to her is different and abusive. Whereas her father still loved her. And um, they could have shown that. 
they could have also shown more with her brother, her brother Steve, um, who she completely adored and he died. Um, that could have been something that was a big part of her life or a big part of remembering. I'm wondering if there were more of those scenes, but maybe they got cut out for pacing or something, but I don't know. Which is sad because there were too, I thought there was too many fight scenes, um, when they could, should have taken a breath and expanded on Carol's character because it's her origin story. We want to know more about her and like really see how she ticks. Um, and again, I really liked the movie. It was a good, solid movie. I just, I think if there had been little script tweaks, again, my like code phrase or my my catchphrase being script writing is important, people. Mm-hmm. I think if there had been like minor tweaks to the script, it would have gone from being a B to an A so easily. Mm. Um, I think that there were these really great, powerful moments that didn't quite land because there wasn't quite enough development. Like, the part where she's like, I am human. Like, that part's great. But where did that come from? Like, that line should have been a gut punch. It should have been a yeah moment. Instead, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, like, cool. This is a cool scene. But where is the power behind it? I would like to know, Corey, what were some of your favorite moments? (laughs) Uh, I had a couple things I liked. Oddly, well, um... I liked a lot of the Nick Fury moments. I liked their yes. interactions. All that buddy stuff was great. Also, um, impressive, like, um, younging. What, what is, yes, younging. I'm like, what is? What do you call this? Deageifying. Yeah, they had great wow. chemistry together. Those two, they were so funny. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> baby Coulson was cute. But um, yeah, I I really liked the moments between those two. Um, I really wanted to like Maria, but it just didn't, I don't know, I didn't feel it. Mm. I don't think they gave us enough. Yeah. Um, oddly, and I know this makes no sense, but I really liked Minerva for some reason. She was so cool. She was cool. <laughs> the moment she appeared with that sniper rifle, I was like, oh man, she's Minerva cool. is the blue female Cree girl, uh, for those of you out there, if you didn't know, catch that. Why are some blue and some not? That is a whole thing about Cree culture. Uh, the blue are the pure race. And I, oh, hold on. Ah, I'm forgetting. I'm trying to remember. I think the blue are the pure. There's two types of Cree. One is blue and one are looking like humans. And it has to do with the fact that Cree don't reproduce well or something like that. Like, it's been a long time since I've run up on the Cree okay. and I have a lot of weird headcanons and things always change around. But yeah, it's just there's two different kinds of Cree. Some are blue and some are not. The original Cree had blue skin. Yes. The, okay. okay. The original Cree. Okay. And it's, it's like a pure race thing and a, and a, and a knot, I think is what it goes back to. Okay. Um, the Cree are bad. The Cree are bad in this movie and they're bad in the comics. They're not good. The only difference between that is the scrolls in the movie in a twist are good. And that is so weird because they're a very iconic villain. And I liked it. I thought it was cool. I liked the message behind the, the scrolls being um being good and how it's like the perceptions that people put on people and like in war and stuff like that and how they're just people. Okay, um, so loved it. I don't know if it's just because of the makeup or whatever, but the latter half of the movie, from the instant that um they finally went to the table with the scrolls, Talos. Yes, with Talos, and when they they sat down and like agreed to talk from the moment he appeared in the house and they they started talking for real Mm -hmm. felt like star trek (laughs) i feel a little star trekky but you know what i'm really glad that they went with uh prosthetics and makeup rather than just cgi everything oh i'm not complaining okay it i thought looked cool and someone one of my friends tori who we have actually given a shout before he said he thought guardians of the galaxy was marvel's star wars which it's kind of funny now, but he thought that Captain Marvel was a uh, was Marvel's Star Trek, and I was like, "Huh, that's that's kind of fair." I think I can see that. All right, top favorite moment for everybody. Top moment. Oh, oh, oh pick me, pick me. Yeah. Go. <laughs> um, the moment where she's talking to like the AI, pertain mm-hmm. like looking at the end. The oh, the supreme intelligence. Yeah, the supreme intelligence. So 
the part where she's doing that and she's and it's showing the scenes of all the time she was told she can't do something yeah and she's like like that whole thing and she's like i the i am human moment and Mm -hmm. like and she stands up and like breaks out and like takes off the little thing on her neck and like basically explodes and we're like oh my gosh (laughs) like but not only was it epic there was she had a tear on her cheek was it in that scene like i just I don't remember like that I need detail it, I need to see it again that detail stuck in my mind because i'm like she is powerful and she's standing up but she's having an emotional moment but she is still strong and she's still like oh i'm like that is like one of the most girl power things i've ever seen because it's like she can be tough and still have emotion and show that emotion on her face i was just like there's a tear streaming down her face, and she's the most badass-looking person I've ever seen in this scene. I was just like, I love that combination, because I don't think I've ever seen that before, where someone's being tough and emotional at the same time. I was just like, this movie, my heart, that's, I'm in love. Like That's, that that's 100% Carol. Oh my that's gosh. 100% Carol. So good. I, I started freaking out at the moment where he's like, yes. I knew this was the moment. Haven't I told you all along? He throws out his arm. He's like, if you can take me down without your powers, you'll have truth. She goes, and just like blasts him. And I was like, yeah, because I called that from the moment he throws his weapon down. I was like, oh, she's just going to blast you, dude. She's going to blast same, you. Same. Like, I you just loved shut up. it. If you know Carol at all, you know that is totally her thing. She Harrison Forded that man. She Indiana jones him. It was great. And what I love is she goes, I have nothing to prove to you. And that's such a great moment for taking so back the power from your abuser. Because that's what he is. He's an allegory for someone who's been abusing her. So good. I have You don't have anything to prove. I have anything to prove. That and the no doubt fight scene <laughs> was so good. <laughs> I loved it. Because like in 2009, back when I first saw Carol, I was like, this song really reminds me of Carol. And then I'm sitting there, like, vindicated in my movie seat, going, yes, I made this movie. <laughs> yeah. So. Corey, what right. about you? Corey, Corey, Corey. Okay. So without saying it again, for some reason, I really like the whole part in the compound. Like, everything from when we see uh, Fury trying to get a, a fingerprint and do, <laughs> and do that, to, um, to you know, Carol having to think quickly to, um, you know, them basically a lot of the Fury moments, really. I, uh, I loved the realization that his boss was a scroll. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was good. And I, I liked that, uh, Talos, Talos, um, the, uh, the scroll. Mm-hmm. I, I liked later when he was like, was it something I said? <laughs> <laughs> Was that was that the the tell was like remember how we did in Havana or something? Well, uh, yes! that's what he said. But he called him um, he called him by his name. Oh, Nicholas or something. It's like wait. Yeah. I love the part at the end whenever he's like looking at him and he goes through it like yeah like Havana and he's looking at the guy like yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. good. So I, I love I love how that came back. I love the weird kind of connection that formed from that moment and then later toward the end of the movie um, in the kind of wrap up moments when everything's calmed down. I don't know. It was it was cool. I just like seeing the initial like real interactions with a scroll when he knows <laughs> and then later kind of just chilling with him. <laughs> and someone someone pointed this out that said this movie is so different from other MCU movies because they feel like average people, these characters, as opposed yeah. to these big grand heroes. You know, I'm a billionaire, I'm a war hero. She, they just seem like normal people throughout most of it. And that's really different, too. And I go back to this could be because the writers and directors were indie filmmakers, uh, which is why they have a different vibe for it. I liked um, it. I liked that. I, I liked it. I liked the feel. Again, oh. I've nitpicked so much. But this movie was so good. I'm not disappointed in this film, which is like, I was like, are you disappointed? I'm like, no, I'm not disappointed. My only disappointment is that maybe my expectations were a little too high, wanting it to be the next Iron Man or Black Panther. Um, They'll still kind of expected based on like what the other films ended up being. Yeah, but this movie was a solid Marvel movie. This is, you know, it's yeah. part for the course on what Marvel gives us. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean... 
would do I want a movie to be a hundred percent, you know, for Carol because she's my idol? Yes, but am I happy with a B? Yeah, I am. I'm just, yeah. It's a good movie. I have a fact that I I told you guys about it, but since we're talking about Captain Marvel, I figured I could mention it. If there are any um parents um listening, if you wanted to meet Captain Marvel, the character. You cannot do it at Florida Disney World. If you want to meet and greet with with Captain Marvel or any of the Marvel characters, you either have to go to um, California Adventure, I believe. They're they're about to have a Marvel Land, um, so that'll be cool. And then you can go to you can go on a Disney cruise where they have a on a cruise where they have a Marvel Day at Sea. Some of them have a Star Wars Day. Some of them have a Marvel one. But if you go to a Marvel Day at Sea, they will have, like, Iron Man, they'll have Black Panther, they'll have... And then I recently watched a video where now that they've already had Carol um, on those, so... And they have a whole deck show and everything, and she, like, flies in. It's really cool. Um, <laughs> so, if you want... If you if your kids want to meet Carol... Or and, if you want to meet Carol... Or if you want to meet Carol, and you you love meeting the characters, the Marvel characters cannot... Will not be at Disney World Orlando because of Universal Studios having rights to have some Marvel characters in their parks. There's this whole agreement with it, but I just wanted to mention that fact that I learned recently. If you want to meet the characters, you got to go to California or a cruise ship. <laughs> End credit scene as a cat owner spoke to me on like a higher level the hairball tesseract yes because that sound wakes me up from a dead sleep in the middle of the night when my cat is doing like oh jackie where are you like no like the yeah we had cats too it's like oh no somebody grab him somebody get the cat like (laughs) so yeah good film such a good film Solid yeah. movie. I nitpick things I love. So again, I I want to go see. It. I want to go see it again and again. And again. I want to see it I'm again. I'm so happy that it made so much money, and y'all can hate on it all you want because it's still going to yeah. be a successful film. On the other ah. podcast, um, the guys mentioned that how great it is that this film has kind of like proved that user ratings and Rotten Tomatoes are crap. <laughs> Because I said that on my Twitter. You can't trust the Because users. the internet trolls go straight there when they're upset about something. So, they did it to Last Jedi and they did it to Black Panther. Yeah. So they mentioned that in the other podcast. So if you want to, like, so please listen to both of our podcasts. Um, they'll, they're, they're out at the same time because we get some different perspectives of it. The guy said all, like, all great things. So, yeah. Again, I just nitpick the things I love. Um, and again, Carol is my number one character reason mm-hmm. for living, etc. Yeah. So I am going to be a little bit more nitpicky than some people. Yeah. So, Corey, any closing thoughts? Nope. I liked it. <laughs> I'll see it again. Yeah. Me too. I think she is afraid to say anything bad about it in front of me. I see your face! It's true! She hated everyone! I called it! Are you gonna defend yourself? Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, awkward. But anyway, if I was a kid... If I was a kid seeing this, I would be so crazy inspired because she spoke to adult me and, like, kid me, like, where I was as, like, a nine-year-old... So, if this had come out when I was a kid, I'd be, like, so obsessed. And I imagine little girls today are going to be so inspired by this, What a time to be alive for little nerd girls. Y'all don't realize how good it is. (laughs) You're so lucky. It's so much better. (laughs) And you know what? I think knowing as much as... One last thing before we we head off the Mm -hmm. night. Little girls, y'all are lucky. I think knowing as much as I know about the comics, because I've read all the Carol comics since, like, the 70s, I think knowing... Is a detriment to the movie. I think knowing the character inside and out, like, mm. will make you go, oh, I wish this was different. Oh, I wish this was different. I think not knowing everything is like, yes, hail to the queen. Like, I think that changes it. Yeah, um, again, I felt it's that still way. Really good. I felt that way about Ready Player One. Everyone's like, it's so good. I'm like, I read the book. The movie was terrible. <laughs> I'm not saying this is a terrible movie. This is a good movie. It really is. Yeah. I'll I'll defend myself just a little bit. 
I liked the movie. I uh, I'm not uh making any uh any fiction about that. I really did enjoy it. I just didn't think it was as earth-shattering as I wanted it to be. Well, that's what I'm that's saying. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's cuz I think Carol Corey also knows Carol pretty well cuz I won't shut up about her. And I was also into the X-Men and Avengers and all that yeah, stuff. So, yeah, for yeah. somebody who like just knows about Carol from like proximity information but from you guys like um like having just a very general idea of it like I I was blown away by how much was done in this movie so you kind of it does kind of depend on like what you knew before because if mm-hmm. with no knowledge like having this be your introduction to Carol like wow this is such a great movie but and that makes me so happy to yeah. hear it really does mm-hmm I want to see it again. I think a second time through, I'll just, like, I didn't cry the first time. Like, yeah. that's big. But I think the second time through, I'll, I will cry. I will love the moments. They'll hit me harder. Because yeah. I mix, I know what is coming, and I can really ingest it. So I think it'll be a good yeah. second watch through. And, okay. and I'd put this over Wonder Woman, just saying. I thought Wonder Woman was great. But so I would put this agree. a step above. But that's, I, we all have our opinions and reasons why, yeah. but... I don't agree, and my biggest reason is No Man's Land. That Uh, scene was just insane. That was a really good scene. Nothing in Captain Marvel made me feel like that. I feel like it could have. Again, I mentioned those those really great moments that were almost there for me um i but that got some people real hard so i think it was personalities for me i think i liked the, the epic and lightness mixture more like it was more dramatic in this and mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of the classic dc versus marvel thing where marvel's always more quirky and dc's always more serious it's more oh, about yeah. that that part of it yeah and that's totally fair She's yeah so, such so snarky and such full of snark i love it but yeah um, so we need to <laughs> oh also we want to include we're going to include this in the bottom but somebody took the scene where she's blasting all the ships down and they put uh queens don't stop me now to it and it's amazing oh so, put yes. that in the notes i want to watch it. we will we will it's so good all right um so i love the movie again please don't think i didn't because i was mean to it i just am mean to the people and things that i love these two can it's true her. <laughs> it's true uh yeah uh anyway i had a great time watching it uh go see it again for those of you who are listening because i'm going to um and we'll see her again in infinity war see i'm still excited (laughs) i'm so hyped for infinity war now or for not infinity war endgame now infinity war already happened this is oh it's infinity war endgame it has like two subtitles in my brain it took me like a good 10 seconds to realize that it was was wrong but whatever it's because it was infinity war one and infinity war two for a while you know like yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. i gotcha but yeah i'm so hyped for that now i'm like yes all right we are sorry we went over so much good night unless listening to this in the morning good morning yes bye bye (laughs) bye